Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. happy as we can make it for you on this Friday, October the 13th. Again, don't forget cap season preview special 630 tonight over on 106.7 The Fan, the Odyssey app. I'll be at Capital One Arena right outside of Section 106 right after Grant and Danny talking caps with you from 630 to 715. We just talked with Steve Wino. Good spot there. If you missed it, hit the Odyssey Rewind. Matt will have a podcast for you. The team 980.com and or the Odyssey app. We talked uh, and got a little eye on the enemy preview for the Falcons. Good spot with Will McFadden of the Believe Podcast Network at 1.30. That'll all be podcast for you. Uh, and, of course, uh, we'll have you covered up here until 4 o'clock uh, as we then turn it over uh, to Craig Hoffman. Before we get back to the commanders and some NFL picks, the Giants, as we told you, have officially ruled out Daniel Jones for Sunday night. That's not a surprise. I mean, immediately they were like, you know, oh, he's fine, he's fine, he's fine. And and then he doesn't practice, and he's not so fine. Uh, And and then you start seeing the alarm bells. Uh, So Tyrod Taylor is going to start there against the Bills on the road in Orchard Park. Not great. Not great. Now, Matt Milano is out. Uh, They're a good defensive lineman. Uh, What's his name? Um, He's out, too. I forgot his name. Gosh hate when I do that. Uh, But the Giants have so many other injuries besides Daniel Jones. I mean, Andrew Thomas is going to miss a fifth straight game, I think. I don't think he – he started week one, got hurt early in that game, hasn't been back since. Hamstring. John Michael Schmitz. Remember when we used to have a little parody with that guy? Uh, He's out. He got banged up on one of the tush-push plays. Aziz Ojolari, a guy that I thought the um, uh, you know commander struggled with at times last year, uh, and I thought maybe they might take his brother, B.J. Ojolari. Um, he's out, ankle. Matt Pert, out, shoulder. Uh, and they still have some more guys, including, oh, by the way, Saquon Barkley. Still, another guy that they said, oh, don't rule him out on a short. Please, give me a break. These teams all, like, they're just so frustrating. And media just runs around like a bunch of lapdogs. Oh, they said he's going to play. They said he's going to play. Darren Waller's questionable. Evan Neal is questionable. He's been questionable for a while. Shane Lemieux, not Mario Lemieux, questionable. They're starting right guard. I mean, good Lord. And yet you look at the commanders and you say, all right, Derek Forrest on IR, Jeremy Reeves on IR, that sucks. Christian Holmes out. Logan Thomas missed a game. Um, who else missed a game? Chase Young obviously missed the season opener. 
But, I mean, outside of that, knock on wood, or knock on whatever this is for Micah, I don't know, they haven't had significant major crippling injuries, unless I'm forgetting about something. That's why it's so important. That's why it's so important to win this game. That's why it's so important. Because if you get back to 3-3 three and three against the Falcons... If you get back to three and three, and then somehow, some way, you know, maybe the Giants will have half of this group back next week. But maybe you can beat a team that you should quite honestly beat and should be better than. And then you're four and three. It doesn't guarantee anything. But what it will allow you to do is not continuously be on that uphill climb. It won't be like you're at the bottom of Mount Everest and you've got to get to the top. Like it almost always is around here. This team is not good enough for that. They absolutely need these two games. Again, the Falcons way better than people thought they were. I picked them to win the division. Way better than they than I you know or way better than people thought they were. And, and and most of that perception is because you don't know what you're getting with Desmond Ritter. And I'm not a Desmond Ritter guy, but I mean, Desmond Ritter's better than a lot of other op or a bunch of other options. And they have weapons all around them. But that's why it's so important to win this game and somehow buckle down and win another game next week. Because if you're at four and three, Instead of, God forbid, two and five or even three and four. Uh, three and four is not the end of the world. But again, you're on that uphill climb and you have very little margin for error. All right, let's go um, Let's go back to the uh, phones here. Uh, you guys know that I'm a wrestling fan. I mean, I'm a football fan. I'm a hockey fan. I love baseball. I also love professional wrestling. We had Al Snow on yesterday. If you missed that, star of Netflix's Wrestlers, uh, it's podcast, of course, at the team980.com uh, and on the Odyssey app. But Michael wants to talk a little bit, I guess, about Roman Reigns. What's up, Michael? How are you? Yeah, you know, lots of important things are going on this weekend. The caps open up, the commanders have up what I would say is a must win, but we can't bury the lead. And that is Roman Reigns returning to television on SmackDown for the first time in two months. Mm. I did not hear that promoted. I didn't hear that promoted. So he's not going to wrestle, but he'll be on. He'll be at the show. Has he been gone that long? He's. It's been two months since he was on television on SmackDown. I I began to worry that uh, maybe something from a health perspective Mm -hmm. uh, reemerged for him, but uh, I guess just. Getting healthy and letting some of the other talents, uh, you know, get uplifted. But uh, you know, don't make sure you're tuned in to uh, SmackDown. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to watch that uh, uh, mobile if I can, uh, or because um, I forgot to record it. Uh, yeah, I forgot to record it, so I don't know if I could do- get that done. But maybe I'll have it on the old mobile device uh, on Fox uh, while I'm at the Caps Penguins game. Um, and check that out. I'm I'm guessing that'll probably lead the show. 
I, I, you know, we we lead the show every day with Roman Reigns. So he's a big part of the show, right? Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. So, I mean, I don't know where they are tonight. Uh, I have no idea. I know they're, I know Raw's coming uh, to Capital One Arena next month. Uh, so looking forward uh, to that. But, um, yeah, it should be it should be fun. I assume he'll be lining up something for Survivor Series with everything going on because that's one of their major pay-per-views. So. Indeed. Well, I just thought I'd remind you that just in case you didn't know. I so appreciate enjoy that. Enjoy the evening. Have a great weekend. I, I appreciate that. Real quickly before you leave, so are you going to split? Yeah. Are you going to watch the the Caps and Penguins too, or just SmackDown? How are you uh, operating on this Friday night? So it would be Caps and Penguins because uh, you can always YouTube um, SmackDown afterwards. That's a good um, call. So that's a good that, call. That's the play. Appreciate you. Thank you, Michael. Good to hear uh, from welcome. you. Uh, one thing about tonight that I've heard from a couple of people, a lot of people are pissed that this game is on ESPN Plus only. Remember, you can't watch it locally on Monumental Sportsnet tonight. You can only watch it on ESPN Plus. But you can hear it as you can each and every Capitals game either on 106.7 or occasionally here on the Team 980, uh, if there's an overflow or what have you. But the only local call of tonight's game that you're going to get is on 106.7, and that'll be right after my cap season preview show from 6.30 to 7.15, take you into the network pregame show with Ben Raby, John Walton, Ken Sabrin, and then the puck drop just after 7.30. So again, remember... While ESPN and the NHL has chosen to lock many of you out, we have chosen to let you in. And in the words of the late, great Wyatt, the late, great Bray Wyatt, let me in. We, around here, have chosen to let you in. Just like we let you do your job. Again, it should have been do your bleeping job If Ron had the same fire, the same energy, the same teeth, the same venom that he once used to have. We mentioned earlier in the week, the Carolina week three, I think, I think it was with Doc, week three, 2018, halftime thing on Amazon Prime. And some people have mentioned that since then. We were the first to mention it. Um as we are often first on a lot of things and don't get credit for it. Um, And then people steal our ideas. Uh, But anyway, um, wait, did I just say say that? Okay. Into a live microphone. Uh, Anyway. um, Yes, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's damn true. But anyway, Ron, just because he did not choose to yell and scream at the team last Thursday night, it does not mean he's quit or given up. I mean, when you go through cancer, when you battle some of the things that, you know, we all battle as adults and as aging adults, when you're working 100 hours a week, sometimes you just don't have the same fire, the same energy, the same venom that you once used to have. I'll give you a perfect example. Different story, but last night. I'm in my office. I have the football game up on my computer because it's on Amazon Prime. I have the baseball game up on my TV, right? So I'm able to watch both. And I fell asleep 
early in the third quarter in my stupid office chair. Now, the game was boring. I didn't miss anything. I mean, there was one touchdown that counted, that mattered, to Canarius Tony, who, of course, I finally had given up on this week and cut. And then all of a sudden, he catches a touchdown pass. I mean, Mahomes threw for over 300 yards. Russell Wilson was terrible. The biggest story coming out of last night was the Jerry Judy, Steve Smith, NFL Network thing. I want to touch on that when we come back. You have the audio? Okay, great. Matt's got the audio. In case you missed it, it's been all over the place. I didn't see it live, but I saw it. I mean, it blew up Twitter, X, whatever. We'll set the scene for you. We'll let you hear some of it because it is pretty damn interesting. And I know whose side I'm on. I know whose side I'm on. What side are you on when it comes to, again, a former really good wide receiver, but a loudmouth, a barker, a fiery pistol against what seemingly is a prima donna, a disappointing prima donna. Currently in the NFL, a lot of opinions mixed. We'll hear it next on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We'll get to the Steve Smith, Jerry Judy situation in a sec. Uh, my buddy Jamal Forrest at let M U A L Mall tell it. One of the more interesting Twitter handles. He does a great job breaking down film. He posted this. I want to make sure I don't forget to uh, give him a shout out. A commander's current three game losing streak, sixth time under Ron Rivera, where they've had at least one of at least three games. At least six times since 2020, they've had a losing streak of three games. In 2020, they had won a five-game streak. That was after the season opening win. 2021, they had two four-game losing streaks. Gosh. That was the 7-10 and year. 2022, last year, they had two losing streaks of at least three. A three-gamer and a four-gamer. Good Lord. And currently one right now. I mean, that's six losing streaks, again, as Jamal said, uh, of at least three games, and some of them four and five. I mean, no guarantee, obviously, that they're going to snap it. And it's not like they haven't done this before with mostly the same cast of characters. Ugh, dreadful. All right, let's get to this Steve Smith, NFL Network, Jerry Judy thing. So Steve Smith, the backdrop is, in case you missed it, we're not going to be able to play all of it. Steve Smith, longtime NFL receiver, very feisty, 
apparently he had been bad-mouthing and doing some analysis, Jerry Judy, on his own podcast. And basically saying, you know, that Jerry Judy was basically a jag, just another guy. Not a stud, not a star, not worth a first-round pick. So apparently Jerry Judy comes out and Smith went up to him, according to the story that he and Mike Garofolo told, and basically Smith wanted to apologize because he said, you know, Judy's been playing well since he came back against the commanders and so on and so forth. And apparently Judy blew him off saying, you know, basically using the, uh, I, I I took it to be the N word. Smith said ninja, uh, I think to, to, you know, to, to, obviously color it up and you know basically Jerry Judy blew him off and and didn't want to talk to him didn't want to accept his apology if you believe Steve Smith that he was going to apologize which I presume he was right I mean like he's not going to punch him or anything like that that's ridiculous Um, so I assume he was going to apologize so when he comes back to the set Mike Garofola brings it up and Smith goes into the explanation of basically what happened, and then I'll tag more information onto it from here. But why don't you listen to Smith on NFL Network describe what happened with Jerry Judy. So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy who's an average wide receiver that you use a first-round pick on that isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple of years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver, that they eventually will move on. And when teams call me and asking, should they trade for you, I will say no. Don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically, can he be a wide receiver? He could be a wide receiver. He's a tier three. Go back into the studio. I'm done now. Thank you. Okay, so a lot of people had a problem with what Steve Smith just said there and did. I have none. That's a guy who played at a high level in the National Football League, was very successful. He was tough, feisty, physical as you know what. He's an analyst. He apparently said it on his podcast that Jerry Judy is, you know, a jag, weak, mental, whatever, and unproductive. And he basically said, as you just heard there, teams – Uh, apparently call him, maybe solicit an opinion, maybe it's a wide receiver coach, maybe it's somebody on the offensive staff that may, you know, whatever, you just never know. And it sounded like he may have gotten a call recently, which makes some sense because Jerry Judy's on the trade market. I have zero problem with what Steve Smith did there. Apparently, he went to try and apologize. Hey, man. You know what? I may have been wrong. Uh, I'm here. I'm face-to-face. I wanted to clear up what... And Jerry Judy basically cursed him out, said, go fly a kite, go kick all the rocks, and then proceeded to dance like an absolute fool. On camera! As Steve Smith and Garofolo were doing their thing. On camera! He literally, during warm-ups, after refusing Steve Smith's apology, allegedly, according to Steve Smith, he literally got on their camera, on the sideline, and started dancing like an absolute fool. 
like an absolute fool. I put it up on Twitter. Uh, I think it was early this morning, overnight, one of the one of the two. At WrestleMania 621. But it's there. Jerry Judy, okay, he can be pissed at Steve Smith. Allegedly, again, Steve Smith apologized to him. And if Steve Smith did not apologize to him, that Steve Smith lied on national TV, and that's a problem too. But I'm going to take Steve Smith at his word that he apologized to him. But you literally see Judy dancing around with his helmet off, prancing around on the sideline. It's from James Palmer of NFL Network, his original tweet, at James Palmer TV, but I tagged it overnight with three catches, five targets, and 14 yards after this. I mean, Jerry Judy is literally jumping around on the sideline instead of catching passes uh, you know, from his quarterback, pregame warm-ups, instead of running routes, dancing around like an absolute fool. Now, my guy Tyler Columbus, who's been a guest of ours, um, because I love Tyler, and um, he played in the NFL, and he played for the Broncos, and he's a Broncos analyst, and he's a talk show host, and, like, he doesn't know everything, but he knows some things. He said he tagged that same video by saying, how about you go to practice? Or how about you go practice catching passes like your teammates are? People tell me you could use the practice. So what Tyler Columbus is basically saying is, hey, look, dog. How about instead of dancing like an idiot, you go out there and you warm up and get ready mentally, physically, and emotionally for the game? Instead of trying to dance like an absolute fool. Instead of trying to show up Steve Smith. Are we going to get mad because a media member has the right to criticize? Whether it be two former players or me? Listen, I don't know Jerry Jerry Judy from a hole in the wall. All I know is what's been said about him. And the fact is, he's been a disappointment. Now, some of that is on the quarterback. Some of that is on him. He's inconsistent. I was told that week two because I was worried about him coming back. I think Tyler may have told us that. I think that I think it was. Maybe it was somebody else, but I I think maybe it was Tyler. It was like, uh, slow down. Jerry Judy's not, you know. And he wasn't in that game, and he's played a little bit better, and he's got talent, but he might be a little bit of a head case. A guy that's not dedicated to his craft. And if Tyler Columbus is saying that, and if Steve Smith is saying that, that's good enough for me. The hell with Jerry Judy. What do you think? I have to defend Jerry Judy? First of all, again, he's dancing like a complete, unmitigated fool on camera to get more attention. And to try and ruin their show. And then he goes out... And he doesn't do what DJ Moore did to the commanders. Not that it's the same situation. He didn't go out and catch 10 passes for 150 and a score. If he would have, people would have been like, ha, 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 Steve Smith, ha, ha, ha. Three catches, 14 yards, five targets. Now again, Russell Wilson stunk last night. The Denver offense stunk last night. 
Russell Wilson is terribly overrated. I've been saying that since he was in Seattle. Pete Carroll couldn't wait to get rid of him. He's a diva. He's all into Ciara and and him, and and that's it. I mean, he's he's basically going to try and make himself to be the NFL's equivalent of what The Rock has become. You know, a movie star, that type of thing. Again, another guy that needs to do his job better. But Jerry Judy, three catches, five targets, 14 yards. After dancing like a fool and cursing, allegedly cursing out Steve Smith, he deserves to get hammered. There is no defense. Sorry, ain't going to be one from here. Others might have a defense for him, not me. And I don't give a rat's ass that I'm being mean to a player. Who cares? I think a big part of that also is if a player is going to come back and act like that, all that kind of stuff, they need to prove that they are actually that good and they're that important in a system. And to have that interaction yesterday and then only get 14 yards, five targets, three receptions, I mean, all that really does is that proves a point, you know? I mean, listen— He's better than that. Oh, 100%. And, he, and he's played okay since coming back. I, this isn't a one-game referendum on him either. No, but this is a perfect example yeah. of, like, maybe if you're going to prove the pundit is wrong, you need to do it on the field yeah. before you start talking. Yeah. And he didn't do it on the field. Well, he, he started talking and dancing before he played. I don't but know he what he— He didn't follow through. But he didn't follow through, like, to your point. And that's a problem. Now, maybe he will next week. I don't know, but uh, next week is too long from now. Like, you want to shut somebody up? Don't call them the N-word in this case. Don't do that. Be a man. Be accountable. You know what? Somebody's trying to apologize. You don't have to love them. You don't have to exchange Christmas cards. You don't have to uh, have a steak dinner with them. Somebody's trying to apologize. He's an NFL, I don't want to say legend, but I I mean... Everybody who is who plays that position specifically should know who Steve Smith is. What a waste of time, Jerry Judy. And by the way, please don't go out and get him if you're the commanders. Not that I think they would, but please don't. All right, time for a trending alert, and then uh, we will have some picks and final phone calls uh, coming up right here on the Team 980. All right, we'll start you off actually with some NBA on this Friday. James Harden, uh, of course, he's reported to 76ers camp because, well, that's the only way he gets paid. But he said after today's practice that his relationship with Daryl Morey, who he's been with for a long time, including in Houston and now back in Philadelphia, uh, that uh, he is going to play. He is definitely going to play for the Sixers, but asked if the relationship could be patched up with more. He said, quote, this is not even about this situation. This is in life. When you lose trust in someone, it's like a marriage. You lose trust in someone. You know what I mean? It's pretty simple. And he basically said uh, that he would play. Uh, but not for Maury. 
uh, essentially for the Philadelphia 76ers. And, of course, what's interesting in that note is that Josh Harris, of course, is the owner. We'll see how the commander's owner deals with that situation. And one other NBA note, Hornets forward Miles Bridges back from Washington last night where he was here not playing with the Charlotte Hornets in an exhibition game against the Wizards. He has turned himself in uh, after an arrest warrant was issued for an alleged protection order violation stemming from one of his multiple domestic violence cases this year. And that's what's trending. All right, 338, Team 980. Uh, why don't we get to Aries Tony here before we do the Super Sunday six-pack picks in the NFL. What's up, Tony? How are you? How are you? Hey, Chris, how you doing, man? How doing, you doing? good. Uh, all right. Hey, listen, I agree with you. I don't blame Steve Smith one bit because, simple fact, he did it on his podcast. Everybody didn't hear it. Everybody didn't know about it. But he was the man to apologize on TV nationally to to correctify the problem. So by him not accepting the problem, you know, uh, uh, the apology, I won't, I won't blame him. That's a good point, Tony, like because that. I that I didn't think of. That's a really good point. I didn't hear these comments. I didn't know anything about it. Maybe I just missed it, but I didn't know anything about it going into last night or hadn't heard anything mm-hmm. about it. But, again, maybe I yeah. missed it. But the point is – you know, if somebody like me hadn't heard anything about it, pretty good chance that most people hadn't heard anything about it. Steve Smith didn't have to bring it up and and didn't have to apologize. Could have just let it roll and, and tried he, to and apologize and got cursed out for it. And he did, but Steve Smith was a dog when he played he NFL. Was. So somebody like Jerry Judy yep. should uh, respect that. Well, and, if somebody's and, and really soft, though. Knowledge from him. Yeah, but if somebody's soft. A guy like Steve Smith is going to call that out, you know, and and again, I don't watch enough Jerry Judy, but I know he's not productive right. enough. And if Steve Smith thinks he's soft, likelihood, likely chance that a lot of people think he's soft. Look, tell Jerry Judy, just do the D-Y-J. You know what that stands for, right? D-Y-J. D-Y-J. Do your job. Do your job, yeah. <laughs> How about D-Y-J. how about DYFJ? <laughs> okay. And listen, um, you had a caller earlier that said something about Roman Reigns. He was out because his blood cancer came back. I heard it did. I didn't it hear that. Back, so. I didn't. He- I mean, I know that he works a reduced schedule because of it. I didn't again read anything, and I, I get you know my friends send me like all sorts of stories. I don't. I think it was just maybe preservation and taking some time off of being on the road. Cause clearly he works right. a reduced schedule to begin with. And if you think about it, like one summer slam, I think he was, I think he was at SummerSlam. one summer slam, which is in early August, you know, kind of shuts down. Right. Then yeah. it's not like they don't need him, but getting Cena back into the fold kind of helped offset so that Roman Reigns could take some time off. Um, when you're a cancer patient, this just in, uh, you can't do what you used to do. That's why I'm very sensitive to killing Ron for not yelling and screaming and doing, you know, whatever, as we've mentioned several times today and, you know, throughout the week, is when you go through something like that, it changes your perspective. 
Nashville. It really I'm sure does. It does. You know. I'm sure it does. Now, I'm getting for Sunday. Um, I'm just hoping that our defense shows up and just BYJ do their job, um, contain much as you can. Uh, we not say you want to shut them out, but just contain them. And, and, and let's get some turnovers for a change. We haven't had that. When the last time we had turnover, Chris? I can't remember. Uh, it was uh, it, it was if if I'm not forgetting about one, it was um, uh, week three against uh, uh, not Josh Norman, uh, Kendall Fuller against Josh Allen. Well, we need to we need to wreak havoc on yeah. Sunday, and um, I believe in uh, Eb. I think he'll dial up some things that's going to uh, produce some more points for us. But I, we just need to win, man. I'm just hoping that we do because if not. Some heads need to roll by next Monday, because you know uh, this enough is enough. Enough is enough. So it, it would be, sure it would be, it. yeah, it would be nice if they played in, with an inspired performance and effort, and, and you could tell yeah. that, like, like they did in Philadelphia. It wasn't perfect, wasn't great. They didn't win, but they were. It was an inspired performance. I think at this point, even though there's no moral victories and all that crap, after getting browbeat a week and a half ago against a worse team than you, I think most Commanders fans, most, would probably be able to accept a very tight loss. But again, if Atlanta comes in and hangs a 35-40 burger on you and you lose 35-17, ain't nobody going to be uh, doing anything other than continuously yelling for Ron and Jack's job. Well, bottom line is we need to come through Sunday so we can talk to, talk about a victory Monday and move on to the Giants. My God. So, um, other than that, you have a great weekend, you Chris. Thank and you, Tony. I'll talk to you next time. Absolutely. Sounds All good. Right. Good call. Appreciate you. Uh, and appreciate you hanging in there. All right, it is time for our six pack of picks for an NFL Sunday against the spread, including the Commanders and the Falcons. All right. I actually love this game. And I know I'm going to get let down. London, first game of the day, 9.30. The Orioles are eliminated. The Ravens went across the pond, hun. Cheerio! They dropped the ball in every way, shape, or form last Sunday in Pittsburgh. Then Lamar had two late turnovers, one a terrible interception. They go against Tennessee... A run-first team. They're working Tajay Spears in. They have DeAndre Hopkins. They don't have a good enough quarterback. Their offensive line is skeptical. Their defense is pretty good. I think Lamar and the Ravens eat on Sunday morning for breakfast. I'll take them minus the four and a half against the Tennessee Titans in London. Thank God some of these London games are just enough. I just I can't take the NFL shoving it down your throat. Again, we'll get to the Commanders and Falcons in a wee little bit. Game two. Game of the day, arguably. The Seattle Seahawks off the bye. Head to Cincinnati. Where the Bengals are three-point home favorites. Essentially, a pick'em type game. The Bengals, even though the Seahawks defense and secondary is not... What you would consider, uh, they 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 are way better than what you would consider the, the Cardinals are, who the Bengals tore apart 
finally getting their vertical passing game going. I don't think it will be anywhere near as easy as that, of course. Going against Reek Woolen. Going against uh, Weatherspoon, who was awesome the last time we saw them. But the Seahawks coming off of this long layover. Going on the road against a rejuvenated Bengals passing offense. Something makes me think the Bengals play well enough to win a tight game, but cover the three. I'll take the Bengals minus the three. The San Francisco 49ers have gone from, I think it was six-point favorites to ten-point favorites against the Cleveland Browns because Deshaun Watson was officially ruled out. They're not going to have DTR, which was a disaster, but the Browns themselves are off of a bye week. They got hammered at home last time out by the Ravens. Can the Browns find a way to keep it within 10? I'm going to take a chance here. I don't feel good about it, but I'm going to say yes. Even without Deshaun, 10 points is a big number. We know what the 49ers are capable of, but that's a stingy Browns defense. And the 49ers are coming off an emotional win and in a demolition, if you will, plus having to travel all the way to Cleveland. Weather might be a factor. I'm going to say the Browns and their defense create some problems for Brock Purdy and the 49er offense. Brownies plus the 10. All right, so you have that. You have Cincinnati minus the three. You have Baltimore minus the four and a half. Elsewhere, the Miami Dolphins are 14-point favorites at home against the Carolina Panthers. Again, that's an enormous number. Take it. Bryce Young struggling. They're reducing the playbook. Turnover of Palooza. Dolphins defense is aggressive. Bradley Chubb gets to the quarterback. The Dolphins, we know, are loaded on offense, even without Devon A-Chain. I mean, if you can get Jeff Wilson in your fantasy team, Raheem Mostert, obviously still around. I like the Dolphins. Minus the 14. Whew, I never lay 14. I'm laying 14 here. And then... We also have this. The Las Vegas Raiders are two-and-a-half-point favorites over the New England Patriots. Of course, you know Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, their general manager came from New England. The Raiders off the big win on Monday night against the Green Bay Packers at home. The Patriots have not been able to get anything going offensively. Max Crosby should eat Mac Jones for lunch and spit him out. Mac Jones won't be the quarterback. He'll get benched for a third consecutive game. I'll take the hey, 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 minus two and a half. Over the Patriots. That's one, two, three, four, five. You know what that means, boys and girls. Time to pick the Commanders and the Falcons. The Commanders are two and a half point underdogs. The Falcons, two and a half point favorites. I really have leaned all week towards the Falcons. And I think they are the better team, and I think they will execute better, and I think they will win a close game. But I'm going to do 
what I kind of despise, I'm going to straddle the fence here and pick the Commanders plus two and a half with the notion and the thought being the Falcons win a one or a two-point game. Don't cover the two and a half, but still find a way to win. 20 to 19, 21 20. A Joey Sly missed extra point because you know he's good for those. Something like that. Take the Commanders plus two and a half. And this way, if they surprise me and they strat flat out win, I still come out a winner. All right. Ravens minus the four and a half over the Tennessee Titans in London. San Francisco. Uh, I should say Cleveland plus the 10 over San Francisco. Cincinnati minus three over Seattle. Miami laying the big number. Minus 14 over Carolina in Miami. The Raiders minus two and a half over the Patriots. And the Washington Commanders plus two and a half over the Atlanta Falcons. Dumb Dumb of the Day next. This was one of my favorite songs growing up. They're talking baseball. Anyway, uh, this is the instrumental version, and it's not as jazzy as the worded version, but it is still one of the oldies but goodies, man. And I love baseball. I I, got to be honest with you. I love baseball. I don't love some of the things that happen in baseball, but that's okay. Love baseball. Love the playoffs. Still going on. Hate that it's been ruined by somebody special. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day. All right, you may have heard of Alana Rizzo, longtime journalist, and she is a co-host, basically, of High Heat on MLB Network with Christopher Mad Dog Rizzo. How are you today? Anyway. She hammered this dude named Jake Mintz, who works for Fox and uh, one other outlet, I can't remember, uh, FoxSports.com. He's a baseball journalist, uh, blogger, what have you, uh, and apparently very, very, very well-liked. Well, you know, we talked about the Orlando Arcia thing yesterday during our first 20 minutes or so of the show uh, with Bryce Harper hitting two bombs and how proud I was of Bryce to not, not say anything, just punish them the way they should be punished, right? Orlando Arcia in the locker room Monday night after Bryce Harper was doubled up to end the game, said, you know, basically, uh, you know, something about Harper. I forgot the exact uh, terminology. And it was reported by Jake Mintz uh, and I think Chelsea James of the Washington Post. But Jake Mintz was the first one, I guess, to report it. Chelsea James kind of, you know, defended him or strongly defended him. And Alana Rizzo... On MLB Network, the league's own network, blasted him yesterday, calling him a jack-off, whatever that is, and saying that he shouldn't have been credentialed, da-da-da-da-da. Well, today, after she got destroyed by the Baseball Writers Association of America, who defended Jake as they should have, and got destroyed by all of her colleagues, or most of her colleagues, she offered a very heartfelt apology, as she called it, to Jake Mintz and the entire BBWAA, saying she had a bad moment and it's been an interesting 24 hours. Well, here's the deal. 
I know how difficult it is to sometimes say what you want to say, not say it, say it right, whatever. I'd be critical of some people. There are some times where people that shouldn't probably be credentialed are credentialed. In all sorts of different sports, this was not one of them. This was a terrible, terrible job for somebody who works for Major League Baseball. Terrible. And you owe more than an apology, like you owe your job. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. That's going to do it for us. Don't forget, right after Grant and Danny, 630 to 715-1067, the fan, the Odyssey app, outside of Section 106. If you're on your way to Capital One Arena, I'll be doing a cap season preview show for 45 minutes before we turn you over to the network pregame show. So come and say hello. Uh, Back on the fan tonight as a host, usually just a guest, as a host on 106.7 from Capital One Arena. Stay tuned for Craig Hoffman. He'll take you home on a Friday afternoon. Have a great weekend. Thanks to Matty Ice. Thanks to all of our guests all week. Thanks to you for listening and calling. Adios. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.